0: So January has started off as a brutal month for celebrities. This past month, three very famous celebrities have passed away. The legendary Betty White, America's favorite dad, Bob Saget, and rock and roll legend Meatloaf. All dead in the past month. And that got me to thinking, celebrities dying in three, it's kind of a common thing. So let's talk about that and what that might mean for us. So today on episode 136, of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast. We're going to talk about how celebrities die in three and what that means for us. It's frequently been pointed out that celebrity deaths, quote-unquote, happen in threes, which, of course, is kind of an odd thing to say about a group of people dying independently of each other, but it's a phenomenon and pattern that has been frequently observed and called out by many in our culture, which got me to thinking, what's up with that? Throughout human history, the number three has tended to be a very special number in our Western culture. And I only speak of Western culture because I can't speak of what the number three means in Eastern culture with any sort of informed opinion, but I digress. Let's just focus on Western culture stuff. But the number three, it's kind of been uh, significant. As far back as the ancient Greek philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras, who gave us his famous Pythagoras Pythagorean Theorem, uh, for all you math nerds out there, uh, he pointed out uh, the seemingly sacred nature of the number three. For Pythagoras, three was, quote-unquote, the perfect number, symbolizing harmony, wisdom, and understanding. The number three has also been associated with how we measure time, talking about past, present, and future. It has also been tied to the experience of our humanity and our birth, our life, and our death. The number three is a common number also in the Bible. Interestingly enough, it's something that we see throughout both New and Old Testaments. Uh, we know that there are three patriarchs of the nation of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then there are also the three prescribed annual Jewish holidays. Three was the number of days that Jonah spent in the whale. Well. And three was the number of years Jesus preached before being crucified. Three was the number of temptations Jesus experienced in the wilderness. Three was the number of times Peter denied Christ. Three was the number of days Jesus was dead before being resurrected and coming back to life. And three is the number of the triune Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Or as we like to say in the Pentecostal tradition from which I am reared, the Holy Ghost. Ha! Glory. <laughs> um, three is also a common number in fairy tales and storytelling. Three is also seen as a lucky number. Y- you've heard the saying, third time's a charm. Although, right, ironically, with three being a lucky number when it comes to celebrity deaths, happening in threes, I don't know it's so lucky, right? In the, in the sports world, three has its place. Score three goals in ice hockey game in the NHL, and you have what's called the hat trick, including the infamous Gordie Howe hat trick, which doesn't consist of three goals, but consists of an assist, a goal, and a fight. <laughs> That's for all you uh, non-hockey nerds out there. In basketball, there's, of course, the three-point shot, which is the pinnacle of all shots. In football, a field goal will get you three points. And in baseball, three strikes, and you're out. Then, of course, there's also the area of film. We have famous trilogies, movies that happen in three, such as Ghostbusters. And, of course, that deliberately excludes the, uh, the chick version of Ghostbusters, but I digress. Uh, the Matrix, excluding, of course, uh, you know the most recent one, which wasn't part of the original trilogy, but was just a cash grab, but hey, it was fun anyway, right? Um, <laughs> then there's, of course, the Jason Bourne identity movies. Star Wars has appeared in three, three times, both in the original three, the three prequels and the three sequels, Um, which was your favorite, by the way. I think I did a podcast on this, right? Um, Then, of course, there's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. There's the Back to the Future trilogy, the Godfather trilogy, and so many more. Three has also been kind of a rhetorical device. You see it in three-point sermons. Um, You also see it in things like listings. Um, And uh, all sorts of other sort of uh, uses of three in the art of rhetoric. Three has been a common sales technique um, in the world of sales. You don't just simply try to sell a person one thing. You offer them three options. You offer them the cheaper option. You offer them the expensive option. And then you kind of offer them something in between. So I've kind of gone down a long rabbit trail here from, from the original celebrity death stuff. So let's, let's circle back here, if I, I might. you know I, I think I've definitely conveyed that the number three has been a very deeply symbolic number in our culture. It appears all over the place. And interestingly enough, like I said, it appears when we come to talk about celebrity deaths. I can name, of course, Betty White, Bob Saget and Meatloaf as three celebrities who recently died. And with all that I've said about things happening in threes, you almost might think that there's some magical or mystical cosmic force at play surrounding the number three. But what about all the other celebrities who died this past month? Well, there was comedian Louis Anderson, actress Sidney Portier. And, of course, football legend John Madden. All these also died. If you add that up, that's six. So that's definitely more than three. And I'm sure if you looked hard enough, we'd find uh, uh, other lesser-known celebrities who recently died, others who barely made the list of all the pre-written celebrity obituary files that the news publications put together months and years ahead of time about famous celebrities. Um, And these people died... And, uh, you know, many of them probably simply slipped our attention. Which, of course, besides being a little bit creepy, you know, the entire news thing with uh, celebrity obituaries being published ahead of time, and then as soon as somebody's dead, or rumored to be dead, they press the button and publish. Of course, some celebrities have found out Um, that they died even though they were still alive. Um, And, you know, there's always been a running joke with some celebrities in Hollywood who will be like, oh, man, he died again. And it's like, nope, nope, still, I'm not dead yet, if I can quote uh, the uh, infamous Monty Python. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, but it also got me thinking. Not only is it kind of creepy that they do that, um, but it makes me also wonder how big of a celebrity do you have to be to qualify... For an obituary with local and national news, um, I mean, not to throw a lot of shade on Louis Anderson, um, you know, but Louis Anderson made the the list of famous celebrity obituary people, and uh, you know that kind of makes me think that the. <laughs> I'm really not trying to throw shade on the man. He was a kind of a funny guy. You know, he did um, you know that game show for a while, uh, Family Feud, um, and some other things, but like. The celebrity death thing is like, it's clearly a very low threshold when we're incorporating Louis Anderson into it. Or maybe it was just a slow news day, so we noticed Louis Anderson died. I don't know. I digress. Again, not trying to throw shade on a man who recently died. I'm just thinking out loud. And I'm sure, you know, Louis being a funny guy who he is would find what I just said, you know, kind of funny. He would probably be a little, uh, he'd probably get... He'd probably find it funny, right, that you know, people were covering his death. But anyway, I digress, I digress, I digress. Um, please, don't, please don't write me hate mail, but if you do, Jimmy at jimmystable.com and let me know all the hate that you have for me and my throwing of shade, or not shade on Louis Anderson, depending on how you just took things. Um, but I think when it comes to the number three, if I can get back on point, I think when it comes to the number three or any of the famous numbers that humans convey all sorts of numerological meaning to throughout the history of the world, When you get right down to it, there's really nothing fundamentally special about any of these numbers in and of themselves. God didn't, at some point, declare the number three just to be this special number, and as a result, we notice things happening in threes, and, you know, because if that's the case, well, you know, there's a lot of other numbers out there that people attribute meaning to uh, in the world. Numbers three... You know, number six, you know, being the number of man. Um, Seven, seven being heaven, so to say. Uh, Twelve, the twelve disciples, twelve nations of Israel. Um, Thirteen, you know, all those uh, engineers out there who build skyscrapers and leave thirteen off the elevator floor buttons uh, because it's unlucky. Um, Of course, then the number forty. Um, and you know, there's all sorts of other numbers that we give deep meaning to. And we see these numbers throughout history, throughout all sorts of religions, including biblical religion, like Christianity and Judaism. Um, and you know, you definitely see that there's meaning conveyed and symbolism attached to these numbers when they appear. Um, and they seem to hold significance and meaning for the people that write these texts, tell these stories. Or notice these patterns. But in and of themselves, I don't think the numbers themselves are really important when you really get down to it at a philosophical level. However, with that said, I don't believe, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to like minimize the, the symbolism of the numbers and their use uh, throughout scriptures or, or humanity or various cultures and whatnot. Because they do have meaning to those that have meaning to them. But it's important that we recognize we as humans approach the world with certain filters. And I think this is, the, this is the key takeaway here that I want you to get in all of this. We approach the world with certain filters. And we see what we want to see. And discard the things we believe to be unimportant. And in doing this, we often notice Patterns. These patterns are the tools by which we filter the world, and I believe they come from a deep place inside of us in our quest to understand our significance in this world, as well as to understand the things in this world that can either do us good or cause us harm. These patterns we notice, if I can sound a little bit like Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who I kind of (laughs) like, helps us to bring order to a world that often feels like we are in a world full of nothing but random chaos. Because the world is full of things we don't understand. Things that often frighten us. And things that even threaten our very existence and being. And so as a result, we notice things like celebrities dying in threes. It kind of brings us a sense of comfort to know (laughs) I'm not among them. So I can go about mildly amused by their passing, knowing that I'm going to live to fight another day. I'm going to live to shout against the chaos, to be a light in the darkness. Because after all, I read the tea leaves or I read the headlines and I found out I wasn't among the three celebrities that died this month. So... I'm probably going to be okay, right? And saying all this, however, I can't help but wonder, what patterns have we noticed that we are cognizant of? The patterns that we can say, yes, I can name these patterns and they're of significance to me. But maybe the better question is, what are we becoming blind to? What are the things we are seeing because we haven't developed a filter or pattern recognition system for it yet? Something that causes the things we see to land on our radar? What might be something of importance that we are neglecting right before our eyes? And in asking such, I can't help but be reminded of Matthew chapter 25 and the parable of the sheep and the goats, in which Jesus tells about the final judgment of all mankind coming down to simply how we treated the least of these. The people that were hungry. The people that were sick. The people that were naked. The people that were without shelter. The people that were in prison. The least of these Jesus talks about in that parable about how at the end of the the world, when all stand before judgment, he'll separate the sheep from the goats. And those who took care of the least of these, my brethren, he calls them, will have done it unto me, he said. I think that's pretty significant. Because honestly, if we, we think about the people in those categories of Matthew 25, They are the people of no seeming significance. People who can be easily overlooked, forgotten, and neglected simply because they simply didn't seem to matter all that much. The people who won't be worthy of a news headline when they die one day. Yet these people were ultimately of great importance in the eyes of God. God saw them. The question is, are we going to be able to see them? Or is our filter too busted? Have we not seen the patterns? Or are the patterns blinding us to the ones who don't stick out because they don't follow a certain prescribed pattern? So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, episode 136. Celebrities Die in Three. And what this means for us, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you have, email me Jimmy at com to let me know what you think. Or if you'd like to continue, if you haven't subscribed yet and would like to start following this podcast, I'd encourage you to go to Jimmy'sTable.com/slash subscribe, and you can find one of your many favorite ways to subscribe to this podcast, either by uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, or you could even just type in your email address there and you'll get a weekly newsletter update letting you know every Sunday when I publish the next weekly podcast. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, Jimmy'sTable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. Have a good one. And oh yeah, by the way, if you haven't had an opportunity yet to leave your five-star review, go do that. You can do that at Apple. You can do that at uh, Spotify and probably a couple other places wherever you get this podcast at. So everybody, take care, God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.